Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, it's Monday and another edition of the CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with me, Stuart Haslam, Head of Communications for the International Private Bank, with my friend in London, Zainab Ozturk, Chief Investment Officer for Europe, Africa and the Middle East. Zainab, how are you doing today? Hi, Stuart. I'm really well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, we're recording on a Friday. You and I are both looking forward to a celebratory long weekend, but I'm sure we'll get into that later in the podcast. I think first, though, Zenep, we have to look back, don't we? Because this was potentially an historic week um, for the central bankers, and it all started on Wednesday uh, with the US uh, Federal Reserve decision to raise interest rates by another 25 basis points. Following that, it was the ECB. But look, you tell us, Zenep, how did you read the central bankers this week and the outlook for the markets? Um, yes, in, this was central bank heavy week again, um, but different messages and different, um, how can I say, mood, uh, I should say, between Fed versus ECB. Um, if I try to explore a little bit more on the um, Powell side, you can definitely see his clear message that they have changed the statement in the way that it doesn't reflect future rate hikes as much as it used to. And he explained the fact that, of course, um, the turmoil around the banking industry was extremely critical, but it is in control now. However, you can see still that um, questions came from uh, the participants, most of the journalists, about what can you say around um, the latest developments that happened with the regional banks only this week. So he was very cautious for the fact that they're aware the rate hikes in US has been having a lot of credits condition tightening. And with that, does it really require them to carry on further increase? Um, there are a lot of um, fragile areas in the economy. So he was very cautious. He, they came up with the 25 basis points again this time, but um, it didn't really give any indication that they will uh, have another rate hike and next round. Of course, he, he says that they are going to be continuously data dependent. So um, with the, some of the data that we are getting today, um, and maybe with some of them next week, things might change. On the ECB, yeah, on the other other side, um, Lagarde kind of surprised the uh, markets a bit because everyone was already pricing at 25 basis points, like, uh, we, like we did. But most of the expectation is that ECB will also pause after. However, Lagarde's position was more around, um, she underlined the fact that they can continue um, because the inflation is very sticky still. She's not very happy. She didn't seem very happy. Um, and uh, ECB's message was more around an upside risk for another rate hike in June. Um, so two different styles, equally uh, equal increases, 25 basis points. This was the smallest of ECB since um, the initial rate hike started last year uh, in, in July. So ECB is pacing down, but with further potential to go, while Fed seems to be more in the pausing camp. Yeah, seems like there's more to come. And uh, look, I was about to jump in to talk to you about that interesting divergence I think we're starting to see between the Eurozone economies and the US. Some signs of strength on the one hand, 
uh, with, you know, we've had some data just come out today, um, fairly strong on the jobs front from the US, I think you would you would say. And then you look back um, in the Eurozone. And last week, I was talking to your boss, Christian Nolting, um, about some of the inflation figures coming out in Europe. And that, that divergence, I think we all find very, very interesting at the moment. But of course, and you, you touched on this, and I wanted to pick it up with you now. Um, the other massive story this week, I think massive is actually the right word, is uh, for want of a better term that the trouble within the regional banking sector in the US. And I wondered if you could tell us the view from Europe, when you look towards the US, how do you typically make that comparison between the banking sector there and some of the figures that you've seen from the banks over in Europe? Um. It, it is very different picture and a very different feel for sure. So whether you look from Europe to US or from US to US, um, I think it's it's the same message in a way that in US the regional bank uh, turmoil is is quite a big issue and how further it will continue, whether it will um, ex escalate even more. Uh, this is a big topic. And and the reason for that is not only because of the fact that we had some um, failures in some of those banks and a major takeover by other big U.S. banks, um, the sentiment, consumer sentiment is not strong, especially when you look into deposit holders, uh, regardless of the uh, commitment or the guarantees that these banks have and however, they might say that the distribution of the insured or uninsured deposits is more skewed towards insured deposits. Uh, for someone who who sees that the risk or upside is quite high uh, for potential failure um, and the uh, increase of interest rates are not fully reflected on their earnings, meaning the, when you put your deposit into these banks, you don't really get much higher or significant premium compared to others, it then gives the pressure to depositors to move their money out still. So this, this is the biggest issue that we really need to keep a very close eye on if the sentiment will continue to be negative or it will improve. Um, on the other hand, of course, the big banks are uh, now going to dominate the industry this can potentially then escalate further credit tightening onto the small to mid-sized uh, businesses in US. And uh, there can be major state differences in the way that the economy uh, will, will move forward. But you, Europe is a different case because in, in Europe, um, the diversification of banks is significantly um, higher and in a better shape. Plus the um, earnings that we have just also received from European banks showcases that it is a much more robust industry um, with less of those major big um, concentrated issues. So um, I think our view around European banks um, is still quite strong compared to, to US until we see how the US recession will pans out. Um, this is an area that uh, we, we need to look forward in terms of um, a potential uh, tail risk. Yeah, I see that. How fearful of, are you, Zainab, and, and your CIO community? I know we have Deepak Puri in the US as, uh, also. These tail risks that you speak of, do we have this recession on the horizon or is it still wait and see mode? 
Um, so it's it's very interesting because, like you mentioned today, we have the uh, non-farm payroll came for April, and there are still enormous amount of new jobs being created, and unemployment data is really low. Um, so the unemployment data came at three point four, down from three point five, and the um, new job creation is significantly higher than expectation. So. In an environment where you still have a lot of jobs, you still have um, a lot of shortage of labor, do, could that create a recessionary environment? Um, one assumes that it, in, in theory it shouldn't, but at the same time, when you look into more um, senior uh, loan officers data and when you look into the production data, as well as the um, some of the more soft data that comes from, from the market, with the increased interest rates still there, um, inflation is now lower than Fed uh, fund rate, then you can say that, yes, there is a recession coming ahead, uh, considering the yield curve is also still inverted. So a very conflicting situation for US, therefore it's not very easy to say, but um, our expectation is that uh, there will be uh, some sort of a recession, but it may be, uh, much softer than some of the other participants in the market is expecting. Yeah, well, let's hope so, Zainab. Thank you very much for for laying that out. It's not an easy situation, and uh, I'm sure the conversations with your fellow CIOs uh, are fascinating in the room as you debate uh, what the next six months are going to look like. You talked about yeah, the indeed, data, and indeed. yeah, absolutely. So you talked about the data and, and looking at um, you know the indicators that are coming to us. A very quick comment, if because we're running out of time here. For next week, what are you looking at as the key data points? Um, next week, we will continue to look into the uh, U.S. debt ceiling conversations. That is not a data point, but that is a very important <laughs> um, thing that Indeed. we are all watching day by day. But next week, we have the Bank of England. So uh, I think that will be another interesting one to observe because uh, there are some mixed feelings whether they will hike or they may not hike. Um, I think they, they will most probably come with another 25 basis points. And then we have a couple uh, regional and uh, single country uh, CPI data, as well as manufacturing and production data coming up uh, next week. So it is uh, maybe not as heavy as this week, but still um, quite a lot of data points. Good, good, good. More to come. Zainab Posturk, thank you so much. You've heard the call, 25 basis points from the Bank of England. We'll test you on that when uh, we see it next week. Zainab, enjoy <laughs> the coronation tomorrow by the time. This podcast comes out on Monday. Of course, that would have been and gone, but lots of excitement here in London and across the UK. In fact, across the Commonwealth, I think we have lots of eyes on this fantastic celebration. This has been your yes. CIO you. Weekly Investment so. Outlook podcast with Zainab Ozturk and Stuart Haslam. Have an excellent week. Thanks very much, Zainab. Bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value. 
even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.